The Nuggets won their first NBA title. Which NFL team might be next up to hoist their first Lombardi trophy? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a fantastic start to their Tuesday. We've got another list, another rankings episode here for you. Not our positional ranking series. We're taking a timeout from that. We're back with that again tomorrow. But in honor of the Denver Nuggets winning their first NBA championship last night, and in honor of Jamie sending me a story yesterday in which somebody ranked uh, teams by likelihood of winning their first uh, Super Bowl championship, their first NFL title, their first Lombardi trophy, and Taylor B. of the Discord mentioning it late last night after the Nuggets won their championship uh, that it would be a good Friday free-for-all topic to rank the teams in the NFL based on likelihood of winning their first title. I said, okay, we've got two people that, that have suggested it. The Denver Nuggets just did it last night. Let's do it here for the Tuesday show, and that is what we are going to do. I have already done the list. I've already done the work. There are 12 teams on this list for today's show, not our normal 32, so a little bit of an easier list to put together. Um, and I think overall an easy list to put together when you look at it uh, from the context of teams that are likeliest to win a Super Bowl trophy next among the group of teams that have never won one. I think there are some clear tier breaks when doing this list. There are teams down at the bottom that are probably multiple years away from being in contention. There's a middle tier of teams that I can see going in either direction, either making a run or needing some time to get back to a path. And then I think there are the top teams right now. I think it's probably three, maybe four teams that I would put in the top tier of. They are in a window right now uh, where they can win a Super Bowl championship and cross their names off of this list. So that is what we are going to do here on the show today, and I will leave it up to the live YouTube audience here uh, to decide where do we want to start with this. Do we want to start with the back part of the list, or do we want to start with the top of the list among the 12 teams um, that we have to go through here today? I think I know where everyone's going to want to go, but I will I'll leave it up to you guys. If you want to start with the back of the list in terms of the teams that are the furthest away from winning a Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl, or the teams that are the closest. Okay, we've got a lot, a, a lot of uh, suggestions to go from the back of this list. So I'll start here. I think there are three teams that are at the bottom tier here, as I would describe it. Three teams that I would put in the tier of they are probably very far away um, or they are, I can kind of get there, but it's going to take some time. And so for me, the bottom three teams, so 10, 11, and 12 um, would be the way that I would describe this. Uh, 10, 11, and 12 is this tier that I would I would mention or describe as I just mentioned uh, as teams that are probably a couple of years away. Uh, number 12 for me, the Houston Texans. Um, I like a lot of the things they're doing, but we've got a rookie quarterback. We've got a first time head coach. We still need a lot of overhaul to some of this roster. Um, we, we need help with the wide receiver department. Our offensive line on the right side is a little bit of a question mark. Our defense still needs some help. We, we like a lot of the pieces there, but we're still a ways away. And again, we've still got a rookie quarterback we don't know a whole lot about. So because of that, and we've got a first-year head coach, it's going to take them some time. They are in a division that will that could allow them to compete relatively quickly. But for me, when I look at this, they are a team that we have too many question marks about right now. And so if I have too many question marks about you as a team, you go here towards the bottom of the list. So they are number 12. Number 11, I have the Tennessee Titans, a team that is in that division. 
um, as well. Again, we've got long-term questions about the quarterback. We have long-term questions about what's if Derrick Henry is going to be there long-term. An offensive line that is ranked toward the bottom of the league. I think they were the worst. A wide receiver core that was the worst in all of football. We haven't even started to discuss their, their defensive side of things. Um, and so maybe you can make a case to flip Houston and, and Tennessee here. Um, I think the coaching is where I would kind of give the the advantage right now, but very quickly I think that could flip, and you could say Houston has a better has a better uh, long term answer at coach with D'Amico Ryan's over Mike Vrabel. But I think Vrabel's got the coaching advantage, and that's probably the thing that would be the differentiator at this point here. And I think right now they've just got a little bit more talent, but they're at the bottom of the of the barrel, and a lot of these both of these teams are. The list that we've been doing so far, positional rankings, these two teams have been towards the bottom um, the entire time. The third team on this list, the team at number 10, and I think the only difference the difference here is they've got the answer at quarterback, and we've got a big enough sample size, I think, to determine that we've got the answer at quarterback. I've got the Arizona Cardinals here um, at number 10, and they are a team that's got a lot of holes. They are a team that needs a lot of help. They need help on the offensive line. They're going to need long-term answers at wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins now gone. Their running back room is bottom of the league. Uh, their defense, they're moving pieces around to try to figure out where guys can go. Buda Baker might not be there long-term. When I look at this, the, the thing you need to have when 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 putting your putting yourself on this list is you got to have a quarterback. And Arizona does have a quarterback. They do have Kyler Murray. And I'm not going to rehash here in June the will they, won't they with Kyler Murray long-term. But as of this moment, as we sit here and do this list, Kyler Murray is the answer um, for them at quarterback. And so for me, that's what allows them to be in front of Tennessee and Houston. But we don't know when Kyler's going to be coming back. We don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. And this team's got holes all over the place. And even when they were kind of okay with Kyler and they had some of these holes plugged, they still struggled at times. So they still got a lot of work to do. They still have a lot of, of holes that they need to fill to be able for me to feel comfortable with them long term. They're in a division that could potentially become open um, here pretty soon. Um, the Rams are on are, are trending downwards. Uh, Seattle, who knows? Who knows where we feel about Geno Smith and them long term? Um, San Francisco, you know they're going to be the standard bear, but it, the division could potentially open itself up in a couple of years, and so that could be where uh, they could strike. Taylor B asks, are you going to make a list after all the positional rankings using each team's average rankings? I hadn't considered it, Taylor, but let's see. That'll be a fun little thought exercise to see that after after doing all of the lists, we'll take the average ranking and we'll make that our power rankings, and we'll see how we feel um, about the, the way it all kind of works out. So we'll kind of file that one away uh, for a post-positional rankings list show uh, that we can do and, and, and dissect all of that. Uh, Jamie says the Cardinals are going to end up with like the second and fifth pick and still miss out on Caleb. I, I hope they miss out on Caleb because I'm not here for the discourse. Um, I'm already sick and tired of people trying to tell me that they're just going to cut or trade Kyler Murray this upcoming offseason and get uh, Caleb Williams. I'm already sick and tired of it. Uh, so that is the bottom tier, the 10, 11, and 12. I think teams that are really, really far away um, and have a lot of holes that they need to fill. I think this next tier, I got three, maybe four teams in this next tier of teams that are, I think, better than the three teams that we just mentioned, obviously. I think for the next two, the division certainly helps these two teams. Um, they still have major question marks, um, but I can see a path to where they get into the dance, and getting into the dance, that's really all you need. Then you can get hot. So for me at number nine, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, at number nine, uh, we don't know a lot about Desmond Ritter. I love a lot of the other stuff that they're doing, right? I think their offensive line is very good. I think they have a really good running game. Um, hopefully my guy Eugene is in here so he can hear me say that. I think they have a pretty good running game. Um, defensively, I think they've got a, a really good D line. They were ranked very high for me. 
Um, they've made a lot of nice inroads with some of the pieces defensively. They got what what they got Jeff Okuda um, in the offseason um, to to help them in that corner room. So they they are a team that are it's tr- I think trending upwards. The division is very very favorable to them. I think they can win the division. They they finished one game out of it last year, right? So they can they can win the division. But I still got a lot of question marks. Um, I got a lot of question marks about what their offensive philosophy is going to be. Um, because they don't have a great wide receiver room, and so they're going to rely a lot on the running game. They're going to rely a lot on Kyle Pitts and Drake London to kind of get things done offensively, and we'll see what Desmond Ritter can look like in year two. So that would be the reason um, why, if we were ranking this in, in terms of likelihood, I still have questions about this team. Uh, team number eight, team that I'm super high on, a team that I think people are going to be sleeping on, a, a team that I think can win this division, that's the Carolina Panthers. Um, and I, I group these teams closer together because I view them pretty similarly. I love this coaching staff. I will continue to rave about this Carolina uh, Panthers coaching staff uh, until the season begins, and I'll probably even do it during the season. The The coaching staff that the Carolina Panthers have put together to expedite this rebuild um, is, I think, one of the better coaching staffs in all of football. Um, they've got great minds at all uh, of the coordinator spots. They have great minds across their positional coaches, and I think they have a great offensive mind as their head coach, who I think is going to be a great leader and really help this team at a really important time. They've got Bryce Young at the quarterback position. He's a rookie, so he's a relative unknown. Um, we've got some questions about certain groups here. I think they're a team that's on the rise defensively. You have some question marks about what their offense is going to look like. They don't have Christian McCaffrey, although they ran pretty well, even when Christian McCaffrey got traded last year. No DJ Moore. That's a question mark. They do have Adam Thielen. Terrence Marshall could step up. There are question marks, but I think there's enough talent. There's enough things for me to believe in to think that I I like their path better than the teams behind them. And I think that's the argument that we have to have here is, would you take them over the teams uh, that you have behind them? And would you take all the teams in front of them over them? And I think so far, we we feel pretty comfortable with where we've got this list so far. So that's nine and eight. Um, team number seven, I think the, the, the two things that stop this team from being higher up on the list for me is the division they play in and what version of their quarterback we are going to get here in 2023. And so for me at number seven are the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson was objectively bad last year. Um, The worst year of his career, did not play well. I know it was only the six games, came back from the 700-plus day layoff, but he was not good. And it wasn't like he was just mediocre. It wasn't like he was just average. No, he was statistically awful. Um, And he needs to get to just a competent level of quarterback play for me to feel good about the Cleveland Browns. And if he is able to do that, they're going to be able to be competitive. But then the second part of this argument kicks in where they're in a division with the Baltimore Ravens, who are, I think, going to be pretty good this year. They've got Lamar back, new offense. I like some of the things that they've done with their wide receiver room. Um, I think they're going to be much better and much more efficient on offense. I think you're going to see a better version of Lamar this year as long as he can stay healthy. And you've got the Cincinnati Bengals, who we're going to get to a little bit later on when doing this list. Um, So they're a team, I think, for me, that the, the competition in the division hurts quite a bit. But at the same at the same time, they've got talent where you feel like they could break through. But I got too many questions about Deshaun Watson and until he shows me he can be the player that he was in 2020. Because I'd like to remind everybody. Everybody says, oh, you know, they, 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 they traded for the 2020 version of Deshaun Watson. When the season kicks off, we will be three full calendar years removed from that player. Three calendar years from that player. That's a question mark for me. We, are, we, we, we have a, there's a big gap in time between the player that everyone thinks uh, Deshaun Watson can be and the player that he actually has been in recent memory. And so for me, that's the big thing that we need to keep an eye on is, is as, as, he's, as he goes, that team is going to go. But for me, they clock in at number seven. All right, so we get into the top six, and I think this next chunk of teams are really interesting. Um, I think 
that when we get to number six, I think this is a team that is very, very trendy. This is a team that is very, very popular to pick here in 2023. Um, I think they're very, they're very trendy to pick because they broke through last year. They made the playoffs. They won the division. Uh, they won a playoff game. They, they were a team that kind of checked all the boxes. They've got a first overall quarterback, first, you know, first pick overall quarterback. They've got a really good offensive-minded head coach that we really saw kind of expand this offense. And so they're trendy. They're popular. They're in a division that they're the favorites in. But I think in the landscape of the AFC, when 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 handicapping this, and this is kind of where the, this part of the list, you, you have to look at the, the path that they're able to be on. This is where I have the Jacksonville Jaguars at number six. I, I'm not saying I don't like the team. I love Trevor Lawrence. I thought he certainly improved last year. Did show did show some bad signs at times as well, but was able to make some improvements and was a better version of himself in 2023. Doug Peterson made an impact as the head coach. They were so vastly improved offensively from where they were under Urban Meyer. The division is very much theirs for the taking. Um, but in the in the in the power structure of the AFC, I still think they're behind some teams on offense. I still think they're behind some teams on defense. I've got questions about this offensive line. Um, there are some questions about the defense. We still got a bunch of positional rankings still to go. We'll see where they're ultimately uh, clock in when we do some of these lists. But for me, again, if you're going to buy in, you're buying in on Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson in year two, taking another massive leap. And because they're in the division, they're going to get to host a home playoff game. And you factor in um, with that as well. But again, the power structure of the AFC concerns me. And I still think they're behind a bunch of, of those teams Um in that power, in that power structure, in that pecking order. So for me, they're number six. But we can, when we finish the list, we can, you know, you guys know the drill. We can have the have these debates. A number five and four. I have a pair of teams from the same division, and I have them in a very, very specific order because I think one team is better than the other. Number five, I have the Minnesota Vikings, and I still think they have enough of their of their structure intact offensively for them to be competitive. I think the division is wide open. They are the defending champs. Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay on on the decline. We don't know what Jordan Love is going to be here in year one. The Bears, I still think, are, are are far away, despite what some other people maybe want to project. Saw a projection the other day that said the Bears were going to win twelve games. Um, I will sell. I will sell on the twelve wins for the for the Bears. Uh, but Minnesota, they've still got enough of their infrastructure, I think, in place for them to be competitive. And competitive could allow them to win the division. Then winning the division could allow them to obviously host a playoff game. And I don't think the NFC is strong as the NFC. I don't think that is a hot take, right? I think we all view the AFC as the the bloodbath. I think we all view the AFC as a gauntlet to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. And this list is about teams that have never won a championship, likelihood of winning another one or winning their first. And so for me, the pathway is very, very important. And when comparing Minnesota to Jacksonville, I think you can make the argument Jacksonville is a more talented team um, than Minnesota, but the path for Minnesota feels a lot easier to be able to get to an HA conference championship game and then to ultimately get to uh, a Super Bowl and to be able to play in one. So for me, Minnesota at number five, and I've got Detroit um, at number four because I think Detroit's better. I think Detroit's window is opening while Minnesota is trying to kind of rebuild on the fly to keep to, to keep their window open or kind of transition into a new window. Um, I think Detroit's a better a better team. I think they're more talented. I think they're going to win the division. Again, all of the priors that I just mentioned about Minnesota, about what winning your division does for you, applies for Detroit. Um, I think they're younger. I think they've got more of their pieces long-term in place. And so for me, I'm going to take Detroit over Minnesota. Now we get to the top three. And I think these three teams, uh, if anybody did this list, these would be the teams that you would immediately write down for the top of this list. And they're all teams from the same conference. And this is where you need to determine 
pathways. You need to determine where these teams are in their life cycles, in the pecking order. There's a lot of questions that go into this. But the three teams, in no particular order, I'm not going to reveal the order, but the three teams that we're debating now are the Bills, the Chargers, and the Bengals. Those are the three teams that sit here to be for these final three spots. And so we've done all of the list so far, and it gets down to these last three teams. And I think there is a tear break amongst these three teams. And I think there are two teams that you can view towards the top of this pecking order um, that have a history, that have a roadmap, that have had playoff success um, in the past. And I think those teams you you put towards the top and you have them by, the, by, by themselves. And I think the team you put at number three is the team whose potential you believe in, whose team, uh, whose quarterback you believe in, but they play in a tough division. They're more than likely going to finish second in their division for the foreseeable future unless they can find some magic here in 2023 or in 2024 or just in the in the near future. But so for me at number three is the Los Angeles Chargers. I love this team. Um, I, I love a lot of this team. I love their receiving core. Uh, I love their quarterback. I love their offensive line. Uh, I love their, their a lot of the pieces they have on defense. I love this team. But until they break through, until they go into the playoffs and win a playoff game and go on a run, they are going to be a step behind for me. And again, they're in the AFC pecking order where they're more than likely going to always be second in their division, which means they're going to be a wild card team, which means they're going to have to go on the road, which means a team from LA is going to have to go on the road to Cincinnati, to Buffalo, to Kansas City, um, to the Dolphins, to the Jets, whoever the to, to the Ravens, whoever wins those divisions, they're going to have to go on the road for those games. And so for me, that is the difference maker. So for them at, at number three, and then I, I and Taylor B says the top three was the easiest part of the list. I agree. I think this is relatively simple. Um, I have the Bills at number two and I have the Bengals at number one. And here's why. I think the Bills trajectory is trending downward. Um, I think their window is slowly closing. And as long as they have Josh Allen, they're going to have a window. But I think the window with this current roster that everyone feels really, really good about, I think is trending downward. And so for me, I have them at number two. And I, the reason why I have Cincinnati at number one is because, listen, let's call a spade a spade. They've made it to a Super Bowl in this window with Joe Burrow. The Bills haven't. The Bills have not had the level of playoff success that the Bengals have had, where they've won an AFC title, where they've gone to a Super Bowl. I think the Bengals' window is on the the ascension, not the descension, with Joe Burrow and company there in Cincinnati. And so for me, the pathway, I think they're the favorite. They're going to be the favorites in their division this upcoming season. And so for me, it goes Cincinnati 1, Buffalo 2, and the Chargers 3. And so I look at this, and here's the way that this list breaks down for me. Bengals 1, Bills 2, Chargers 3, Lions 4, Vikings 5, Jags 6, Browns 7, Panthers 8, Falcons 9, Cardinals 10, Titans 11, and the Texans 12. That is how it shakes out 1 through 12. Now that we've done the list, I will open it up for, for debate. I will open it up for any questions, for anything that we want to maybe um, hash out, if there are teams that we want to move, if there are you know any gross oversights. I mean, the chat's been very, very active in having this conversation. I haven't felt as if there's been a massive oversight from me here. I think people have felt pretty good about what we've done so far. But if we want to have those debates, we this is this is the time for us to do so. This is the time for us to to have these conversations. But I just read to you the list, um, 1 through 12, uh, of teams who have never won a Super Bowl championship and how I view them in terms of likelihood of winning their first one uh, next. Taylor B says, move the Jags to 4 and I'm good. If you don't have the QB, then you aren't in the conversation. Move the Jags to four, and I'm good. If you don't have the QB, then you aren't in the conversation. Bailey says, I think there's a realistic shot that Trevor Lawrence is an elite QB by the end of the year. You can't have have him behind teams who don't even have that answer, even given the conference. I think I can. I think I can. I think the conference can be a difference maker. I do, because this is not how good a team is. This is their likelihood of winning a Super Bowl. 
and teams have elite QBs. The Los Angeles Chargers have an elite QB. They're, they're not making a Super Bowl, right? They're 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 low on the pecking order. Um, the Ravens have an elite QB in Lamar Jackson. In the AFC pecking order, they'd be pretty low. So I think the conference does matter. The pathway that can get you there absolutely matters. And I don't think overall as a team, there is a vast discrepancy between the Jags and the Lions to where Trevor Lawrence can override the conference that they play in. I'm not there yet. Could we be there by the end of the season? Sure. But I'm not there yet. And so for me, the fact that in all three of the teams that are ranked in that order, Lions, Vikings, Jags are all teams that could that are very likely to win their division. And so when I look at this, when I look at this, you got to tell me that the pathway once once they get to the dance as a division winner, would I rather take the Lions path or the Jags path? Give me the Lions path. 100% of the time, I would take the Lions path in 2023. Bailey says it can be if it's close. Chris, we know that in January, elite QBs are what matters. We saw that Vikings team fold to the Giants. They couldn't run the table and aren't close. The Jags almost beat the Chiefs. Coaching can, though, too, you take Peterson over Campbell all day. I, I, I would. I would. But I think the talents of the teams are, are close. I don't know if I don't know if you if if you did a blind resume how different the Lions and the Jags truly are. The Lions haven't made the playoffs yet, Chris. The Jags beat the Chargers and ran the Chiefs very close. But that's not. I mean, the, the past history does matter, and I and I appreciate I appreciate the conversation. And I, I understand the Lions haven't made the playoffs yet, and, there, and there's nobody that is warning against that more than me, because I mean they are hashtag hashtag our Lions, right? And. They're hashtag our Lions because we believe in the coaching. We believe in the team. We believe in the vision. Um, we believe in the talent. We just love what they're doing, right? And so we just been we've been riding this wave for what two plus years now in various um, in in various different formats, both on TD and Daily and and on DraftKings. I just the path. Maybe I'm putting too much weight on it, and that's fine. And and I'll admit that the path to the Super Bowl matters to me when you start talking this top six. Um. I think once you start getting into the, these, I think the pathway matters. And the Jags, even if they win the division, are going to have to host the Ravens, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Chargers, maybe. Um, and then if they do, if they win that, then they're going to have to go through the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals. Like that's just a tough path, and the pathway matters for this. Uh, what ranking did you have, Goff, Chris? It's a great question. Let me uh, let me pull up the list here in real time. Um, positional rankings. We had the Lions. We had the Lions 14. We had the Lions QB room 14. We had the Jags QB room 10. So we had a four spot difference between the Lions QB room and the Jags QB room. Tuttle says, I have the same order as you, Chris. Any of the bottom half teams could shoot up the list if their young quarterback hits and catapults their rebuild. 100%. 100%. And Carolina and Atlanta are, are, are grouped that closely because, like, if, if Bryce Young is, is good right out of the gate, and they start playing really well. Like, I love the coaching. I love the infrastructure. Um, and I think they could move up the list very, very quickly. Because, again, they're in a division that's very, very winnable. And then, um, again, the the path in the NFC is much, much easier. Taylor B. with, I think, the, the slam dunk take. What if the Jags hosted said playoff game in Daytona, though? Changes everything. Number one on the list. If they host a playoff game at a racetrack, number one on the list. Bailey. Chris, this isn't close. It might be close this year with the teams. But to make it year after year, you need an elite QB. Aaron Rodgers is the, is the is the rebuttal to this argument. 
Aaron Rodgers is an elite QB. Hasn't made it to another Super Bowl. It is not a slam dunk if you have an elite quarterback that you are just absolutely guaranteed an opportunity to go to a Super Bowl. And I'm and I'm sorry. I love Trevor Lawrence. I thought Trevor was vastly improved from from his rookie season. But he wasn't perfect last year, folks. He was not a perfect quarterback. Did he make improvements? Yes. And if you're betting on more improvements in 2023, I, I agree. But he if if we're sitting here and saying there's a realistic shot he could be an elite QB by the end of the year, I, sure, I can get on board with that, but he's not there yet. And so to say that you need an elite QB, I think there are examples that are to the contrary of that, but at the same time, he's not there yet. And so I can't rank him to where we think he's going to be and the argument being you need an elite QB come January, and so I'll move the Jags up because Trevor's on a path to being an elite QB. Well, he's not there yet. So I can't put him there. I have to I have to rank him the way I have everybody else because I, I, I as of this moment, I, I just don't think, I don't think we can put him in that tier yet. Do I think at the end of the year we could be having that conversation? Absolutely. He played well enough in twenty in twenty twenty two to give me that to give me that confidence that we will be having that conversation. But he's not in that tier yet, so I'm not going to treat him as such, and I'm not going to have that conversation where you need an elite, an elite QB come January, so move the Jags up. Well, we're not putting Trevor Lawrence in that tier yet, but he's much closer than Jared Goff. Chris, it is not a stretch to expect that step uh, when we saw last year. Jared Goff can only be above average in an elite situation. Uh, which is hard to maintain. I get what you were saying, but he's still better than Goff. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl, folks. Trevor Lawrence hasn't. So if you're going to hit me with the argument that the Jags have played in playoff games and the Lions haven't, Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Trevor Lawrence hasn't. And then you, well, if you want to hit me with the, well, the system and the ramp, well, that's fine. But he's been there. And so for me, I don't think there is a big enough difference right now going into 2023 that that Trevor Lawrence, where he currently is, not where we think he's going to be, but where he currently is, that that overrides the pathway that the Lions would have in the NFC and the talent that I think the Lions are, that I think I would take the Lions over the Jags with the rest of their rosters. So for me, that's what puts them four. You want me to put them in front of, in front of uh, Minnesota and move them five? I think, we can, I think we can do that. I think we'll move Jacksonville up one spot for you guys. We'll put we'll put Jacksonville five and Minnesota six, but that's it. I'm not. I I will not uh, move the Jags above the Lions. I won't do it. I won't do it. Uh, Matt says uh, Goff is the worst quarterback, but the offense he operates fits him like a glove. All QBs are system QBs. When Ben Johnson leaves, then I worry a bit. And Ben Johnson could leave this year, so that means you are worried after this year. This list is likelihood of winning their of their next championship. That's how I would view it going into 2023. If at the end of the season, Trevor Lawrence develops and becomes an elite quarterback, and we talk about him in that tier, and Ben Johnson leaves the Lions, and maybe they don't win the division and they don't make the playoffs, we're going to be talking about this list very differently. Also, if Deshaun Watson continues to be bad, the Browns are going to move down from seven. But this is how I would view it going into 2023. This is the likelihood, I think, of it play, of it playing out where these teams are, are holding up their first Lombardi trophy. I would take for 2023 the Lions over the Jags. I would. I think we need to pump the brakes on the Jacks uh, on the Jacks for 2023. I know they were they were I- I- exciting last year, and I know they made the playoffs and they won the division and they won a playoff game. I get all that. I'm on board, but I'm just not there. Bailey, Chris, but the Jags might have a 10 year window. The Lions have one year, is what you were saying. The Lions cannot be more more likely. This is mental. Bailey, 
we are looking at this by saying going into 2023, if we had to rank the 12 teams that have never won a Super Bowl in the likelihood that they are going to win their first Super Bowl next, this is how I would look at it. The context changes year to year. And there is a very, very good chance. I have not conceded this point. There is there is a very good chance that going into 2024, we view the Jags differently than we do the Lions and that the Jags are further up on this list. But going into 2023, you if you want to talk about 10-year windows, then for you, the Jags should be higher than the Lions, the Chargers, the Bills, and the Bengals. They should be higher up because they've got a longer window. That's ridiculous. I think going into 2023, the Lions are more likely to win a championship and win the Super Bowl than the Jacksonville Jaguars. And maybe that's a hot take. And maybe that's where we'll disagree. But that is how I feel going into 2023. We have them four and five. Worst case scenario, if I conceded this entire argument to you guys, I would move them up one spot. They would still be behind the Chargers. They would still be behind the Bills. And they would still be behind the Bengals. I just don't agree with your premise. I don't agree with your argument. I don't agree. Going, Looking at this from into 2023, the Lions would be the team that I would pick over the Jacks. I love that these were the two teams that generated the most debate. I was not sure where we were going to sidebar. I wasn't sure where the, the conversation was going to veer off and, and go off the road. But here we are. Teams four and five on the list. And I've already conceded. And I moved them up a spot. I moved the Vikings down to six. Taylor B, if both teams played their best possible season, the Jags would be would be better because they are, are better at the most important position. And then the counter to this is what, is what I would argue is the Lions would be better positioned to make a run in the postseason to win a championship. And that is what we are debating. Tuttle is making my argument for me. Jacksonville AFC path includes beating a combination in some capacity of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Rogers, Herbert. For Goff in the NFC, it's Hurts. And then who else? Geno Smith? Derek Carr, if the Saints win that division? You guys love to tell me how terrible Derek Carr is. Whoever's playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Dak Prescott, who I don't think is a top 12 quarterback in the league. You, the, the path, once they get to the playoff, absolutely matters. Absolutely matters. And so I'm sorry. I think the Lions and Jags are close enough right now to where the pathway can be the tiebreaker. And so for me, Detroit goes above Jacksonville. If Detroit doesn't pan out this year, guys, and they don't win the division, and they don't win as many games as maybe we think they will, and they don't make the playoffs, and they don't go on the run that we that we think they can go on, then, then the list will change for 2024. And we'll move the Lions down, and the argument will be, they haven't showed it to us yet. We're a little concerned. They, they had a wide open opportunity in 2023. They didn't get there. The Jags, two years of them doing it. Trevor Lawrence got better. He's in that elite quarterback tier. And then we would move the list around going into 2024. But I can't sit up here and look at this list in 2023 and with a straight face say Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence are so vastly better than the Lions that we're going to put the Jags above the Lions and that the path doesn't matter. I just can't get there. I can't. So for me, it would be the Lions. It would be the Lions four and the Jags five. I don't want to talk bad about the Jags. I love the Jags. I love Doug Peterson. I love Trevor Lawrence. I love Travis Etienne. I love a lot of the pieces that they have on that team. I'm super in. But I just think the, the, the two teams are close enough to where the path that they would have to the Super Bowl in 2023 absolutely matters when viewing this. And if you want to talk long-term, the Jags right now still are going to face that path for a pretty long time. And so they have to they have to put themselves into that elite tier for me to then view them on a similar pecking order. 
Taylor B says, okay, forget the top of the list. I think Tennessee should be 12. If you wanted to flip Houston and Tennessee, then the argument you would be making, and it's one that I'll hear, is that you believe in the long-term vision of Houston a little bit more than you do Tennessee. You you believe in, in C.J. Stroud over whatever the long-term answer at quarterback is for the Titans. You believe in a lot of the other pieces. Uh, good, decent offensive line, specifically on the left side. We've got a good running back in Damian Pierce. Um, probably could use some skill position players. I know they rank 20. It's a hot, hotly contested issue. The 24th ranked wide receiver room in all of football, according to me. Defense, you've got some nice pieces. That would be the that would be the argument. Is you you'd be betting on them being Bailey. So are we saying we, we uh, so are we saying you is most likely to win one next, or who is most likely to win one this year? Well, I mean, there 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 is a difference, but I don't think it's a vast difference because if I think in order to say a team is is likely to win one next, you'd have to look at it from the context of who's most likely to win one in the upcoming year. And you would go year to year to year to have this conversation. That's the way that I'm looking at it. I, I mean, I Bailey, I understand the distinction you were trying to make. And and I and I agree that there are if we were looking at this from an overall perspective of windows, right? That there's different conversations to be had. Agreed, right? There, teams have windows, and those windows change, and there's three to five year windows, depending on where you are in that window of competing and success, would change the dynamics. I, I, I agree, but I think in order to look at who is most likely to win one next, you need to look at it on a year to year projection. You need to look at it year to year. So going into 2023, how would I rank these teams? There's a huge difference, Chris. Neither of these teams are more than five percent likely to win one this year. The five-year window means everything to this, but, but the list, but by doing the list this way and by doing it year to year, it will, it, it will play itself out because the context will catch up. We will have a bigger sample size on Detroit. We will have a bigger sample size on Jacksonville. We will have a bigger a sample size on Carolina, Atlanta, and the list will change. The list will evolve. And so for me, I'm just not, I'm not, I, I, the, the, I want, this is the way that I'd like to do the list. I want to evaluate it based on how would I rank these teams in likelihood of winning a championship in 2023. That is how I'm choosing to do this list. And guess what? For 2024, if these same 12 teams are sitting here still looking for a championship, I guarantee you the list looks different in 2024. Guaranteed. I guarantee you the order's different. I guarantee you, depending on what happens, but then that's not most likely to win a Super Bowl next. I, I think we're, I think we're arguing semantics here. I think we're arguing semantics because it's you, you have these are the twelve teams that we have to pick from. And if you asked me going in, going into this season, who is next likely to win a, the, the next team to win a Super Bowl from this list? I would say the Cincinnati Bengals because I think they're the team that has got the best opportunity in twenty twenty three to win a Super Bowl. And so because of that, this is the year where they're in a position to, to win a championship. And guess what? If they don't win a championship and Trevor Lawrence reaches that elite tier of quarterback, the Jags will move up. And I'm sorry, we're, we're, arguing, we're arguing one spot. You're arguing one spot. Because they're, they're not going to touch the, the Bengals, Bills, and Chargers. They're, they're going to go from five to four. That's it. 
Taylor B says, how would the list look if you added teams like the Jets that haven't won since the 60s? I think the Jets would be... The Jets would be probably in this Lions-Jags tier. And you'd, I think you'd put the Jet, you put the Jets six. You'd put them behind the Lions and the Jags because of the division. They might, they might not, they might only be the third best team in their division. The path would matter. The history with Rodgers not making it to another Super Bowl would matter. Those things all matter. Chargers are going to be playing road playoff games against Lawrence, Lamar, Burrow, Allen, and Rodgers. That's why they're third on the list, Bailey. They're not, they're not in that top tier of teams that have playoff success. Are you going to sit up here and tell me that the Chargers aren't a more talented team than the Jags and have a better chance of winning a Super Bowl? No, the Bailey, 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 Bailey. This is the, this is the last time I'm going to I'm going to say this. This is the last time I'm going to say this, and then hopefully we can go back to our Tennessee and Houston conversation. The reason why the path is being used as a tiebreaker is because I think the Lions and Jags are are equally close in terms of how I would rate their rosters and where I think they're at. And so the, the, the tiebreaker is the pathway to a championship. The Chargers, I think, despite losing to them in the playoffs, I think are a much better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars on paper from a talent perspective. And so for me, that overrides the path. Is that I think they're just a much better team. Because guess what? The Bengals are going to have a tough path too. Are you gonna put the? Are you gonna move them? What, what are we doing here? Jamie's in the chat. Jamie, I need you to weigh in on this, because Jamie's the first person to disagree with me if he thinks I'm wildly inaccurate. So I know he's in the chat, and I gotta know where Jamie stands on this. This this Detroit versus Jacksonville debacle that we have found ourselves in. And by the way, I'm moving Houston up a spot. We're moving Houston to 11. We're moving Tennessee to the bottom. I've been convinced. So I was editing scouting reports. What is the criteria? So I, we are doing a list of, obviously, you know, the next the next team to win a Super Bowl. Who, who's most likely to win a Super Bowl next? And here's the way that I have the list, okay? For, for Jamie, who's just joining us for the podcast listeners, you get to see, you get to hear the full list again after we've made some changes. Cincinnati one, Buffalo two, the Chargers three, the Lions four, the Jags five, the Vikings six, the Browns seven. The Panthers 8, Falcons 9, Cardinals 10, Texans 11, Titans 12. I am, Jamie, the way that I am doing the list, I am looking at this from a year-to-year projection. So I'm looking at this from who is best suited in 2023 with all the context that we have to win a championship. And then the list would change in 2024. Bailey hate that this is the way I'm doing the list, and that's, what, that's what's allowed us to go down this, this rabbit hole for at least 15 minutes now. Bailey is saying that the the Jags should be above the Lions and should be higher up on this list because they've got the elite quarterback situation figured out and because they and because of that they should be higher up on this list mainly one spot. And my argument Jamie my argument is right now the way we look at these teams right now the way we look at these teams I think Detroit and Jacksonville are close enough with where both teams are currently at that the path that the Lions would have in the playoffs is the difference maker right now. But the context on that could change at the end of the season. That is the argument that I have attempted to make. 
Heldy says Jacksonville versus Detroit is so close, but Detroit edges because the NFC is easier. And Bailey, I want I want to make something very clear. I understand the argument. I understand the way that you're attacking this, right? I'm just I, I'm just viewing it a little bit differently. And because the Lions have a better chance in 2023, it means they are higher on the list. I mean, Heldy, that's what that's what I'm saying. Jamie says it's too tough to predict path beyond one season, and Jacksonville has its quarterback, so that's the better long-term option. Detroit gets the nod this year because the NFC is weaker. Well, and that's and that's and that's kind of the, the path that I'm trying to take with this list is is that I would love to I would love to, we're, we're going to do this again, but like year to year, this list would change. And I have always said that if the Lions don't do what we think they're going to do, hashtag our Lions, and the Jags and Trevor Lawrence continue to develop and they win the division again and they win a playoff game and they have a better year than Detroit does, and maybe Detroit misses the playoffs, then then I'll have a bigger sample size to buy in on Jacksonville and I'll make the switch. They'll be higher up on the list. I agree, Jamie. I think outside of the top two on this list, none of these teams are going to be touching the Super Bowl. But that's that's what I'm looking at. Okay, Chris, forget this year. Who, who is more likely to win a Super Bowl before the other team? Who is more likely to win a Super Bowl before the other team? Man, I'm sorry. I keep going back to the path, man. In the short term, even in the next three years, the path for the Lions is going to be easier. And I'm and I'm sorry, but like that matters, man. That matters. Not having to go through Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and and potentially Rodgers and the Tua and the Dolphins offense and like just all of that, like not having to go through that is, is like, it, it matters. And Bailey, I just think, I I, I think you're, you're, you are viewing Jared Goff as a bottom third of the league starter. I'm just not there, man. Jared Goff is good enough to, to win and go on a run in the playoffs. He is because he's done it. But Bailey, we can't, we can't assume that Ben Johnson's gone. We can't. Ben Johnson is currently the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. And until that changes, that's that's the information that we've got. Like I said, until Trevor Lawrence gets into that elite tier of quarterback, he's not in there yet. We can't add arbitrary arguments to this conversation that haven't happened yet. And so that's where I would I would put pause on this. I don't think I don't think Trevor Lawrence is in a tier right now that can override what I think is an, e- an easier path for the, the Lions. But you have to play chances. You don't bet based on certainties. You bet based on odds. Yes, and, and, and you are going to sit up there and tell me that the Lions wouldn't have better odds to make it to the Super Bowl considering their path in the NFC compared to what Trevor Lawrence w- would need to do in the AFC. And I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence is not an elite QB yet. He's not there. He's not in that tier. So he is not on the level of a Mahomes, of an Allen, of a Herbert, of a Burrow. He's not there. He's not on that tier. Goff at his best is QB what in the NFC? So we'll put Jalen one. I think Goff is better than Geno. QB right now? Is he QB three, QB four? Right now, Taylor, Trevor's QB 
just I mean just for 2023? That, I mean, I think he's going to be I think he, he's QB 5. He's always going to be behind He's not worse than Cousins. Taylor at his best, I think he's going to be QB 4 or 5. I think he's going to be behind Mahomes. I think he's going to be behind Allen. He's going to be behind Burrow. You can make the argument that Trevor at his best is going to be behind. But like, we don't know what we, we're not there yet. I, 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 this is, I, I am, I, I am pleasantly surprised that this show has gone as long as it has. And I'm pleasantly surprised we've had the level of debate that we've had, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I am shocked that this is, that this is the debate that we're having. I did not think that having the lions where I have them with the reasoning that I have them would, would cause this much this much backlash. I am, I am, I am pleasantly surprised. Been fun though. I, I think, I think you can make a case that Jared Goff is the, is the fourth best QB in the, in the NFC right now. I think you can make that case. And so, and that's, and that's fine. And, and, and I appreciate everybody who has taken part in this debate and I appreciate you Bailey and I and I don't want you to think that that we are going, you know, going at it here. This has been fun. This has been fun dialogue. Both QBs at their best are QB4 in their conference. Uh yes, Taylor. Yeah. That that I mean I think that's fair at their best. And so I'll take the path that Jared Goff's going to have. Because I think the three quarterbacks in front of Jared Goff are not as good as the three quarterbacks that would be in front of Trevor Lawrence and the teams that he would have to face. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. I have the Jags as a top five team on this list, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I, I am, this is, this has been shocking to me that this is where we, we have had this debate. We are going to put a pin in this though, because we could go on this all day and we're already approaching records for how long this show is going to be. Uh, in the uh, TD and history lore. But that is going to do it for us on the podcast edition of the show. Uh, it'll probably continue over in the post show. It's a good reason for you to join us Monday uh, through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the YouTube channel. So you can be a part of these conversations and you can see what happens uh, in the pre-show, in the pre-show, in the post-show uh, and everything that occurs there. But please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We greatly appreciate that. Share the show wherever you're listening to it uh, with a friend, family member, coworker, somebody you think would enjoy uh, the debates and the conversations that we have here on the show. We would greatly uh, appreciate it. That's going to do it for us here on the podcast edition of the show. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Tuesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow.